Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Hard Ticket to Sedaris. I'm Teresa. I'm Cody. And I'm Steven. And we're here again to bring to you all of the films of the late Andy Sedaris. And today we're talking about Enemy Gold. Enemy Gold. Which is less of an Andy Sedaris film than the ones we've talked about previously. Yes, that is correct. He... This is the first of two directed by his son. Released March 23rd, 1994. Starring Bruce Pinhall, Mark Barrier, Susie Simpson, Rodrigo Obligon, and Julie Strain as Jewel Panther. It's <laughs> a hell of a name. Jewel Written Panther. by, not Andy, but Wes Ron and Drew Sedaris. Produced by Brian Benos and Wes Ron and directed by Drew Sedaris. And Andy and Arlene are credited as executive producers. Runtime of 92 minutes. So... A little bit less than the typical Sedaris sweet spot. One tagline, and it's pretty simple. Bullets, bombs, and babes. Yeah, I saw that on the poster. Because they have the posters on the the DVD. When you know, yeah. So, yeah, so I saw it on there. I was like, maybe Cody has more. <laughs> but nope. no, I, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It tells the story right there. Yep. Uh, do you guys want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes audience score? Uh, okay, this one. It has Julie Strain in it, mm-hmm. which it was probably a little bit of a draw. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 25%. 23%. 19. Ooh, oh, Teresa got it. Yeah, that, yeah it's, but that's still... That's still that's uh, lowest. I think a, it's the lowest yeah, one. Yeah, one of the lowest ones, which I feel is a bit unfair, because I didn't hate this one. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. We'll right. get into we'll, it. We'll, we'll get it. <laughs> so, as we mentioned, there's a different sort of different creative team behind this one. Uh, Andy and Arlene had decided to step back after Fit to Kill, signing Burnout, because like they made a film every year for the past like five six years. Right. So that's understandable. Yeah, I'll be Burnout too. Yeah, yeah. and Even... Andy's are that's a major production. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. Even if there's a lot of boobs in it. Especially like independent films like this, where it's like you're more, yeah, you're you have more control over, but you're also like more responsible for yeah, everything. Yeah, so. way more responsibility. Yeah. And we all know that we hate responsibility. <laughs> yes, responsibility sucks. Uh, and Andy's son Drew took over writing and directing duties, uh, and so they formed Skyhawks Films. I saw that, which was formed by Drew, Chris's or uh, uh, Andy's son, Arlene's assistant Wes Ron. Had been in, like helping behind the scenes since like Malibu Express, mm-hmm. so like the early days, and Andy's nephew Brian Benos. Oh, okay. And it keeping was named, it in the family. Yep, and it was named after the Molokai cargo plane from the previous films, which is a Cessna Skyhawk. Oh, oh neat. Yeah. Uh, production was largely moved from primarily California and Hawaii to Louisiana mm. to save oh, on costs. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That there was, like, no Hawaii stuff in this one at all. Nope. Nope. Wow, okay. There's some boat stuff, but yeah. Yeah. not in Hawaii. Uh, Andy was still involved, though, uh, assisting with writing and second unit direction. I, I can only imagine. I, w- I feel like after taking over the helm, it'd be really hard to, like, relinquish all yeah. uh, 
control. Yeah, all yeah. creative control to somebody else. Yeah, especially because these are kind of his babies, you know? Yeah. So it's like, he's probably like, you know That's what? I, I have baby. burnout. <laughs> I'm stepping back, but also I'm still... Hold, hold, wait, you're doing that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they even said in the commentary, like they, like, they were there during filming, but they just weren't... Super involved. Yeah, they weren't making, like, every little decision and... Right. Kind of more, like, giving guidance... So yeah, that's what I mean. I, I could just see Andy like, yeah, no, hold, do that a different way. Try yeah. it this way. <laughs> so, um, and I'll, I'll say this now, just as a side note, the and you see a shot of it from the outside uh, a little bit, like, and you see the back of it with the hot tub scene. That that house that's there, it's in Shreveport. They bought that house. Wow. They essentially bought it to serve as filming location which they used for several scenes in this movie like different rooms of the house mm-hmm. okay. storage of all their equipment and as a place to live during filming makes oh, sense wow. because in the end that ended up saving them money in the long run yeah than oh, sure. having to like rent like go to uh, get a hotel yeah. for however long you're gonna be there for this, however like many people several weeks maybe a couple months yeah uh Renting out studios to film all these different scenes at. Yeah. Storing your equipment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in the long run, that made financial sense. Sure. So. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And a house in Shreveport is definitely going to cost a hell of a lot less than a house in Hawaii. Malibu, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, Hawaii. Either way. Yeah, it's like, it's, again, Sedaris is safe. <laughs> they, they know how to do it. They, they know really, how to ma- manipulate the system. They yes. really do know how to do it. Yes. So the movie itself, it starts with a civil war battle, which was, you know, obviously a reenactment. I mean, no, that was real. That was real footage. It's real footage. It's real footage. Color, color, color. Like they had back then. Color. Yeah, yeah they had color. Yeah, there's a reenactment of the Battle of Pleasant Hill, uh, which was an actual battle. I'm that aware. Took place on April 9th, eighteen sixty four. Uh, near near Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, resulted. It was kind of a stalemate. It's been debated like what the real outcome of the battle was, but largely it was irrelevant, especially by that time in the war. It was like mm. the South was losing pretty badly. So well, mm. we we know it's irrelevant because the the real outcome of the battle was that somebody buried some gold. Yes, <laughs> that actually happened. That's the important part. Yeah, the important part was they got the gold out, the Confederate soldiers. Yep. Yes, and then we enter a narration from, a conf- from that Confederate soldier who was on a mission behind enemy lines, which is also a good movie, uh, to steal the gold. Steal the gold. Steal that gold. I want to know where the gold at. <laughs> I knew that was going to Watching this, I'm like, I knew that was going to come up at some point. Give me the gold. <laughs> I want the gold. Steve's really the one who likes that song the most. Yeah, it's pretty good. Go ahead, go ahead just get, get out of your system now. No, I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah, let's move on. Uh huh. All right. Yeah, we're, I'm sure we'll hear it again. The narrator... Everybody seen the Leprechaun thing? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Fucking hate you. Goddamn bastard. Uh... Uh, the narrator and his companion, 
who is wounded, stop to bury the gold and mark a nearby tree with a knife in the trunk. Mm. I think it's hilarious that that guy had a companion with him because they really that guy didn't do shit. Well, he was the uh, he, the reason he's there. Uh, he's the park manager. <laughs> he's the manager of the park where like where they film this. <laughs> oh, so he had to be there. He was like, listen, y'all aren't gonna be riding around on horses out here if you don't let me be in the movie. And they were like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Free horse? Yeah, sure. Uh, then we cut to a plane landing. Mmm. Hey, at least that's still. <laughs> yeah, so got so got a little bit of an airport. <laughs> Good lord. Cue the opening credits, which is in the normal Sedaris font. Mm-hmm. Sedaris, Sedaris font. font. Yeah. <laughs> TM. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that's pretty much all the opening credits have been, except for like Malibu Express and Hard Ticket to Hawaii. They've all been these like just kind of blocky letters, like neon letters. Yeah, that's and, true. So blocky neon letters. Uh, and the. During the opening credits, we cut back and forth between Becky Midnight. Mm, poor Becky. name if I've ever heard one. Portrayed by Susie Simpson, getting in a car and driving away from the airport. And Chris Cannon, portrayed by Bruce, Bruce Penhall, veteran Sedaris player. And Mark Austin, portrayed by Mark Barrier, uh, checking over their weapons. And with a... With a uh, camouflage bedspread. Yes. I just yeah, she point mentioned that. that like, I was like, "Why is the bedspread camouflage?" I, I said it, they have it so they can they can't see them when they're sleeping. What bedspread? I didn't see a bedspread. <laughs> they're, they're in a bedroom when they're checking their weapons, and they lay one on the bed, and there's a camouflage bedspread over top of I it. I didn't see a bedspread. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Camouflage. <laughs> come on, come on, Teresa, come on. <laughs> I thought you just didn't see it because it was just the corner of it. So uh, you probably also didn't see it, right? No, okay, I, I just don't know what I'm about. I didn't see bedspread at all. Uh-huh. Uh, the white Stingray Corvette that Becky Midnight gets in—that was Andy's car when he was a teenager. Jeez, which oh, Lord. I mean, chick magnet. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a super it sexy car. And is that the same one from Stacy? Yeah, Ooh, I think so. Probably it is. Probably it probably is. Yeah. So. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. That's what she was driving around in that movie. So, but it, w- it truly would be a privilege to drive the Stingray. That's not the last of Andy's cars that shows up in this movie, and I got a story about the next one. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, so Becky arrives at the office where Chris and Mark are and promptly disarms Chris. Which is hilarious because... It's still Bruce in a leather vest. Oh, yeah. But now he's Chris instead of Bruce. Well, yeah. that's the thing. We've came up with the idea that Chris is Bruce's twin brother. That's fine. And they're... <laughs> sure. And this is... And they dress alike. <laughs> Actually, what we think is... See, the Bruce character from the other movies was with the Nicole. one... Nicole. So they didn't want to mess that up. Yeah. So they just made him a different character. Yeah. So they're like, all right, let's make, let's make Chris so that he can sleep with whomever else. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe the maybe like uh, if your cover is blown in the agency, that's just like the default face they give you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the NPC. Yeah. <laughs> just reboot, yeah. Re- respawn. Yeah. It's like the agency. It's like, all right, well, we, we got to give you plastic surgery so you know you don't get killed by... These people in retribution, but we kind of just have one template on file. <laughs> this, is, this is what you get, Bruce Hall. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then you have the knockoff Shane in Mark. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is kind of a knockoff. Yeah, like honestly, he's in pretty good shape though. They, he's well, in excellent shape. Yeah, he's in great shape, but he's like swarthy. Yeah, you know, dark oh, hair. Yeah. And like his hair isn't as poofy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he can't shoot worth a crap. He has that giant gun. 
Yeah, he, he's, he can he, shoot better. He's basically yeah. got Shane's gun. Yeah, oh, oh it's yeah, the same yeah, gun. Yeah. It, it's it, it's like just a little little worse. It's like uh, uh, Odd World. What yeah. what is that? Um, um yeah, um, what's Clover the, Valley? Yeah, Shane. <laughs> is that, is that, yeah, Clover Valley. Yeah, the the Walmart the, brand. No, that's the uh, Dollar General brand. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I can't believe that we're saying that about Bruce Penhall. He's in the movie. No, no, I was talking about Shane. Oh, okay. or the yeah. Shane Mark. Yeah. Step yeah, in. Mark. Yeah, Step in. Anyway, uh, Becky is their backup from the agency, and Chris had trained her at the academy several years ago, and had a, it's implied yeah there was some you know previous you know something something going on Ooh, a little bit he only trained her which okay. i i can't i can't train her in many techniques oh yeah yeah and then he's like be serious <laughs> <laughs> that was great i love that love that part uh becky goes in and changes clothes for some reason because she had a, she or she didn't want to wear her driving clothes <laughs> she had to wear her, her dress even Andy during the commentary asked Arlene, Arlene was like, "Is this gratu- is this gratuitous?" It's like, <laughs> yes, it is. If if Andy Sedaris asks if it's gratuitous, it's you gratuitous. know it's gratuitous. Yeah, but she that girl is. Oh, she's gorgeous. Oh my god, she's probably top three most beautiful women that's been in these movies. Uh-oh. Yeah, she, yeah, she's gorgeous. Are we trying to rank the women of the Sedaris films? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to yeah. do that, yeah, but that, I'm just that, saying for me personally, she's like top three, top five. Okay. I'd like to hear the others in your top five. <laughs> Let's maybe not go there. <laughs> we don't we don't we don't get canceled. <laughs> uh, we're, it's personal preference. We're going to get canceled no matter cuz this this all these movies would never be made today. They That's couldn't fair. be made today. That's fair. Not the way they are. No. Anyway, uh Susie Simpson was a last minute recasting as the previous actress who they didn't name during the commentary, uh, she dropped out three days prior to the start of shooting. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Is Susie Simpson a Playboy playmate? Yes. Okay, that figured. And, and basically, like, Andy just called up Playboy, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you, maybe I'll put you in contact with this one. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Does right. she have any acting experience? I, I didn't look that far into it. Oh, okay. I mean. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think so either. She's, but, she's not terrible, but she's yeah. not an actor. Not as much a... Uh, Kalismi is some no, of the other no. ones we've yeah. seen so far. Especially up against Julie Strain. Because yeah. Julie Strain has a lot of charisma. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but yeah, I find he just calls up Playboy and is like, yeah, yeah, we'll send one over to you. <laughs> uh, we got plenty. She was in uh, the Love in an Elevator music video. Oh. Just so, as an FYI, <laughs> credited okay. as Blonde Woman Making Out in Elevator. Oh, <laughs> well, that, I okay. mean, well, that's some experience. That's the credential. Be used for this film, I guess. <laughs> she she has a little bit of acting experience, but most of it's like Playboy, like behind the scenes yeah, of videos course, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, not really acting. No. Uh, but she'd been on camera, so she was used to like posing and moving. Yeah, yeah, okay, there's yeah. a lot of posing in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris goes over the weapons with Becky, including the crossbow we've seen several times. And it's the <laughs> it's the latest in stealth. What does he say? What does he say? Stealth technology. It, it's the latest yeah. in the stealth. Julie Strain says it later. I know yeah. th- they say the like, exact same thing, which yeah. is why I thought yeah. it was funny. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, it is something weird, but the th- well, the line that caught my attention was that uh, Chris notes that the crossbow bolts explode three seconds after penetration. To which Becky says, 
That reminds me of an old boyfriend. Yeah. And then he, that's when he's like, be serious. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. This is a serious situation. <laughs> it took like five seconds. Are you kidding me? Come on. It's the latest in silent assault weapons technology. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We made we made fun of uh, crossbow. Becky, <laughs> Becky's uh, uh, thing. And like, <laughs> Bruce, gets, or I mean, damn it. I'm just going to keep calling him Bruce. Chris gets all tongue-tied, and he's like, "Let be serious about this." We're like, "This is a serious situation." Uh, I don't, I don't explode that fast. Everybody knows that. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's ever said that I've exploded that fast before. To be fair, uh, to your credit, uh, when I was typing the notes, there were several moments where I typed out Bruce, yeah, and even writing out those right out Bruce, and I'm like, "Nope, Chris." He's been Bruce like six <laughs> minutes yeah. in a row. Yeah. It's like I, it's hard. I had, to, I had to stop myself from doing it. Yeah, but they depart. They go out on a mission. And we cut to a farm, like out in front of a barn, where two goons are fighting each other. Oh boy! Yeah, they and, wrestle and, for a long yeah, and time. And the one with the black shirt and like kind of a mullet, mullet sort of. Yeah, yeah. The Apparently, older guy. He, he was a uh, martial arts guy, like local to. He's got what Dallas. I call the Conway Twitty hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good comparison because yes. it's not quite like. Long? Well, you think it was a mullet, yeah. Yeah. but it's it's poofy and it's black. It's poofy like that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's Conway it's... Twitty. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good sure. It's poofy like that. It is poofy. Uh, good job, guys. Yeah, really nailed it there. Yeah, yeah. It, if people knew who Conway Twitty is. Yes, look him up. <laughs> Google it. What they call ancient country music. <laughs> but yeah, they're fighting each other, grappling each other. While two other two other goons are watching, uh, and they. Sp- uh, the heroes they they're going to this farm they and they split up before they get there. Stacy rolls up in her white uh, Stingray Corvette. Mm, oh yeah. While Ooh. Mark and Bruce kind of you know sneak in the back way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Becky proceeds to distract the goons. Oh, how does she distract them? Oh, it takes off her. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> it would distract me. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I'd be like, much. "What is happening right now?" It would be more like, "What's happening? Why is this happening?" <laughs> and one of them tells her, to get, tells the other, like, "Go get a, uh, go get her a glass of water." Yeah, or and they're yeah. like fighting over who has to who has to do that or whatever. One of them's like, <laughs> he points a shotgun don't at him. Don't make me tell Paul what you do that chicken the other night. Or yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? And then the one guy leaves, and he's he finally leaves, and he's like, "Don't worry about him. His mom, and Paul, were cousins." <laughs> it's like, Gee, are we in the south? <laughs> it's just beating beat you over the how head. Do with you, it. How do we know? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Chris and Mark, while they sneak in the barn, they find drugs hidden inside watermelons. Again, we're in the south. <laughs> hey, everybody. And then a gunfight starts when Chris and Mark reveal themselves. I don't know why they just jump out like that. Because they found the drugs. I know, but like... They're like going to arrest them now. Yeah, but but anyway, a gunfight starts. And also, how they don't know, as agents, trained agents, that these people have the high ground. They're up in the rafters. Yeah. And they're like, hey, up there, you're under arrest. And they should know, because as high ground, it's over. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. These are trained agents. (laughs) Everybody knows you can't take person on the high ground. Yeah. And they didn't try to flip over him. And... <laughs> anyway. Teresa's giving us some sort of <laughs> death stare that she thinks is intimidating, but isn't. I'm really. not trying to be intimidating. I'm just waiting out the. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Becky uh, knocks out a guard and steals his gun. Uh, but when she moves forward, like, you know, shortly, shortly after uh, the goon wakes up and pulls a knife out of his boot. 
A big old knife. A very big knife with no sheath. Yeah. No. Uh, but then Chris uh, comes out and shoots that goon. Boom. And then Mark shoots the other, uh, another one, the one in the red shirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who apparently was like the assistant director or something. Really? So it's like, and he was like, yeah, okay, we had to kill him off here because he had to go do his other job. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's a cost-saving maneuver right yes. there. He's Yeah, you get your always. body scenes people in front of the camera. It's like. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to pay him anymore. Yep. And probably they didn't get a union card either. Nope. Uh, the two remaining goons run as Becky retrieves a crossbow. She fires a crossbow bolt into a drug melon. <laughs> drug melon? <laughs> Hashtag drug melon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the back of a truck, which explodes, knocking over the two goons and enabling their arrest. Yeah, 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 arrested. Just then, Dixon, betrayed by Alan Abelou, the agent in charge of the regional office, arrives and upbraids the agents for barging in without a warrant to which Chris says that they take their orders from Agent Noble. Oh, yeah. And this guy, man, this Dixon guy. He's, he, he looks sleazy. He, His acting is all over the place, too. Yeah. It's like sometimes he's like, he's kind of on it, and then other times he's like, doesn't know what he's saying. And like, yeah, yeah it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, later, the agents reconvene in a hot tub. Like you which, do. Which well, is at that house I mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. uh, where they contact Agent Noble, portrayed by Ty Collins, who is in D.C. She's uh, basically they, the, the stand-in Donna. Yes. She uh, even kind of looks like her a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. definitely can see the comparisons. Yeah. And it would be make sense, like, Donna would probably be, like, a higher up at this point. So... I can see what they're trying to do. Like this, this is like a a weird like parallel universe, like slightly off Sedaris first. <laughs> so this is like, yeah. If Donna continued on, she would be right Agent Noble where, in DC. Yeah. Where Bruce is Chris and <laughs> yeah, and there's no Shane, Shane but there's Mark. some guy. Yeah. <laughs> named Mark. <laughs> and then we have Becky Midnight. Yeah, like who's she? She's basically like She's Hope there. Marie Carlton. Yeah. Who has been resurrected six movies later? <laughs> she hasn't been in like the past four. So. Uh, we cut to Cowboys Restaurant. Yay! National Historical Landmark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going there. It's it's called it's not called Cowboys anymore, but we're we're gonna it's make a road trip. We'll we'll make a pilgrimage. Yeah. It's called Big Country now. Or Big Country. Big yeah. Country. Yeah. Where Santiago, betrayed by the old stalwart Rodrigo Obregón, always love to see him. Uh, is watching the showgirls practice. I think that at this point we were watching the, when we were watching the movie, I was like, I think that Drew Sedaris was like, listen, dad, you know what your movies need more of? Straight up strippers. <laughs> <laughs> and he got his wish. So, it's new generation bringing fresh ideas. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, of strippers yes. in a country bar. Yeah. Why not? Titties out during practice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Duh. You wouldn't practice with them in. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> okay. I mean, if they're going to be out, I guess we'll practice that. I mean, yeah, practice them of being out. All right. All yeah. right. Makes sense. I mean, that's why football players, I mean, they still wear pads during practice. Yeah. See? Luckily, stripping is not a contact sport. Well, it can it be. It can be. How, <laughs> lap how dance. That? Oh. Lap dances. Depends on the club. Exactly. Are lap dances legal in Louisiana? We must oh. do some research. <laughs> I will happily do the research. <laughs> I'm on Google. Dixon enters, revealing <laughs> that he is a mole inside the agency for Santiago, who ran the drug melon operation. 
Drug melon. Hashtag drug melon. Yeah. Drug melon. <laughs> and you definitely get the, like, right off the bat that these two have a very antagonistic relationship. Like, it's not like oh, old friends and, you know, one's inside the agency and one's, you know, running drugs. It's like, no, it, this is an alliance of convenience. Yeah, it's pretty like, annoying. They are not friends. I don't know. They, again, yeah. the guy that Dick, the Dixon's guy's accent, acting, sometimes it makes me think, well, maybe they are friends. <laughs> I get the he's just whenever, so all over the place. I get the feeling whenever he was doing that, he's being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Dixon, he gives Santiago a way to monitor the agent's communications, which is just like a walkie-talkie, which apparently picks up, you know, transcontinental broadcasts. <laughs> it's a big old walkie-talkie. Yeah. So. Uh, afterwards, frustrated with their meeting, Santiago goes up into the club's changing room and sensually showers with two of the girls. Oh yeah, it's he does. so and, weird. And, and, and this this dialogue when he comes up there, they ask, "What's up?" and he's like, "I am." <laughs> uh, also, the girl goes, "What's up?" Like, yeah, yeah she's like, most... "What's up?" <laughs> like, I am. like a girl from like a '90s yeah. high school. But yeah, yeah. she uh, and that was. Ma- it was also filmed in that house. My favorite part of it was all the butt soaping. There's oh, a lot yeah. of butt soaping in that. But not a lot from Rodrigo. Like most of it is the women like soaping their own butt. Both. And there's only like one shot of him doing it. Yeah, but still. I, mean, I was he, like, but, this... but, 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 but there's there's some shots there. He's a uh, he's a got a big old smile on his face. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, he's how, acting. <laughs> how how awkward would that be to be like, all right, I guess I have to get topless in this shower with another woman in Rodrigo Obregon. <laughs> how awkward for Rodrigo? I'm thinking, not at all. I wouldn't feel awkward. <laughs> I'm sure I'd you wouldn't. Like, yeah, I gave some of that. If you were in there with Rodrigo Oberon. <laughs> oh no, no, with two women. No, okay. No, you <laughs> meant Rodrigo. It's fine. <laughs> no. As long as it's butt to butt. It's fine. <laughs> as long as they can't see one another. <laughs> butt to butt. Uh, cut to DC where Noble is informed that Becky, Chris, and Mark have been suspended. They're suspended. Oh, dang. Cut to the three heroes who are dressed for a night on the town in Dallas. So I was no, really wishing after that the bad news, Bruce would still like he has the suit on, but <laughs> the, he also has the the vest, the vest on over the suit. <laughs> it's just no shirt. Just really, the, I, the this is what I would. For me, it's like a three piece suit. He's got the vest on underneath the jacket. No, it would just be over the jacket, <laughs> the, over the jacket, uh, and everything. Oh, see, I was thinking that it would be the vest with no shirt, and then the jacket over top. <laughs> that, that that's uh, yeah. All these are good options. Yeah. But it didn't happen. So, but uh, they're informed by Noble of their suspension. That is also that little room. There's also in that house. So they're uh, making use of this house. No, oh yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Sure. Uh, they go to a fancy restaurant where they discuss what to do with their time off. And when they come in, you see you see both Chris and Mark kind of pat somebody on the back, like different people. They got uh, Chris pats on the back. We got Bruce Spindle pats on the back. That is Andy's brother, Chris. Whoa, oh, weird. Interesting. It was not, it's the only time he's in any of these movies. Oh, okay. Which is probably because wow. it's like, it's in Shreveport, which is where Andy's from, so. Oh, oh makes wow. sense. Huh. Makes sense. Yep, that's his, that's his brother. And then the lady that Mark kind of does that to as well, she, uh, Sherry Nelson, uh, just kind of one of the behind the scenes, like helpers that they had, uh, just helping out with like getting things arranged and organized and stuff, so. Nice. Uh, the three decide to go camping in a nearby park that Chris and Mark frequented when they were children, where they hunted for Quantrill's gold. Such so mm. weird. Now I will take a moment here to explain that William Quantrill, who was an actual person, he was a Confederate officer, oddly enough, from Dover, Ohio. 
Okay, that is weird. Who led a guerrilla force in Missouri and Kansas during the Civil War conducting raids. Two notable members of Quantrill, uh, Quantrill's Raiders were Jesse James and his brother Frank. Oh, whoa. Yes. That's like Quantrill's neat. Raiders, they were an actual thing. Okay. So, uh, Chris and Becky, they... Also, did, they, they refer to it as General Quantrill's Gold. There was no General... No, no, he was he was not. Yeah, that part I'm like, uh, I don't think that part's right. I looked it up like, no, no that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Chris and Becky danced to their song, which I guess was you know for back in the day when they were oh, right. romantically involved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the two of them back at the house having sex. Chris says, Chris says we can keep this professional, and then immediately cut to the two of them in the <laughs> in that room. He wanted to give her a raise. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit more special training. Yeah. Barf. Yeah. Barf. Do you think that arrow went off in three seconds? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Depends on how many times they went. Ah, yeah. Could have been like nine seconds. Yeah. Know, three second different arrows. Was, second time was 15 seconds. Took a little longer. Ah, yeah. Anyway, we cut to Jewel Panther, portrayed by Julie Strain, driving to Dallas. Now, this is where I got to tell the story about this car, because uh, Andy was very proud of this story, uh, saying it in the commentary. We were hoping that there would be some info about this big black that Cadillac. Is, yeah, it's awesome. Also, his car is a 1966 Cadillac Eldorado. They did not come in black. They came in red, blue, green, and gray. Andy, threw, and, and, and this is the part that convinced me that at one point, Andy Sedaris was the most powerful person in the United States. <laughs> So <laughs> he's so matter of fact about it. <laughs> so he calls up the president of Cadillac, who he knew, based uh, like uh, uh, Cadillac did a lot of promotions with like college football games at the time when Andy was doing like you know a college football game every week. Uh-huh. And Andy calls up the president of Cadillac. He's like, "Can I have that in black?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So he got it in black. <laughs> so that is the only one. Of those vehicles in the world that is black. Wow. Wow. That's probably worth some money. Probably. It probably was. Yeah, and, and he was very, very insistent. Like, and that wood in the door, that ain't, that ain't fake wood paint. That's real actual wood. <laughs> Most powerful we man in the country. We must point. know exactly how much this Cadillac is worth. I, he, mu- like, he must underscore that for us. It's like, I, I, would, I wish I could put a dollar amount on it. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, just... Again, he just calls up the president of Cadillac, you know, one of the major people at GM, one of the most powerful companies in the country, and just like, yeah, sure, we'll do that for you. Hey, man, I think the charisma on this guy, man. Charisma. It's like, it wouldn't shock me at some point in one of these commentaries, he was like, oh, yeah, and the other day I was talking to Jerry Ford, he gave me the nuclear launch codes, but anyway, we saved money on this project (laughs) over here. Yeah, probably. It's that like, makes it sense. It just would shock me. I think it, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show what the power of asking does. You, that all sorts of amazing things can happen if you're not afraid to ask. The yeah. power and, of knowing people. And well, but not only is it powerful to know people, it's also powerful to just like not have any shame in asking for help or asking for a favor. Yeah. And he certainly did not have any fear of that. Nope. Uh, I did, 
forgot to put this in my notes, but this reminded me of it. Uh, we see do or we uh, we do see a few like uh, stock footage shots of like Dallas from the air. That is stock footage. It's from the studio that Andy worked at right out of college. <clears throat> I I can't remember the station exactly, but he just called him up and said, "Can I have some stock footage?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> see, power of yep. asking. Yeah, I mean that man. That man's charisma level was just like, like too damn high. It's like twenty out of out of ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair. So uh, she's driving along in that car, which also it's a lot of trust, like making sure, like, hey, are you a good driver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she probably didn't drive far. Make sure. Are you sure? <laughs> I thought that about the uh, Becky driving the yeah. the stingray too. But we cut to uh, cowboys during a show. And Santiago is in discussion with another criminal that another shipment of drugs is com- is uh, coming. Apparently, this is a guy he was who bought who was going to buy the drugs or something. Originally, I, I don't really know, but he's kind of unimportant. Uh, as the two uh, arrested goons from earlier, they arrive because Dixon got them out of uh, out of the slammer. Out of the slammer, he said. <laughs> yep. uh, Jewel also arrives at the club and puts uh, two lechers in their place. Oh man, yeah. that's a great that's a great scene. It and it's a reuse of that is your nose bigger than your dick line from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, I knew yeah. I recognized this, that line. Yeah. I like how she headbutts the shit out of him and then she spits on she spits him. On. <laughs> and did you notice like one of the like one of the other guys in the background just gives him a thumbs up? <laughs> he's like, "Hey, he's like, "Hey, good for you, lady." Oh my lord, the headbutt was that was a good headbutt, yeah. man. It was convincing. Yeah. I'm like you know, she... that, that's pretty good. It's like, you know, strong, powerful woman just putting these two just lecherous individuals in their place. It's oh, like, that was great. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. No, I she think, was no nonsense. I think yeah. Julie Strain is probably the only, uh, like, female in the entire Sedaris verse that plays two different bad guys in two different movies. So yeah. she doesn't immediately go bad guy to good guy pipeline like we're yeah. used to. She she's a bad guy in two different. I think because she just plays a really good bad guy. Yeah, she's uh, really good at being a bad guy. She also has dark hair and she likes to wear leather, and yeah. I think that that's uh, also. Yep. Well, they helps. even said like during the commentary, it's like she she's like she's a sweetheart. She makes chili for us all the time. Oh, <laughs> but she plays mean very well. Yeah. 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 I don't know. She does. Yeah. So. Well, she she got that reputation, you know, too, from being in Penthouse, which is normally a little bit more hardcore than like Playboy stuff. Yeah, yeah Playboy and, was always supposed to be like more refined and right, glamour. Yeah. Yeah. Penthouse is more like show me your vagina. What did you say? Show me your vagina. That's oh, Penthouse. I thought you said open <laughs> vagina. I was like, Geez. I mean, uh, have you ever looked through a Penthouse magazine? No, of course I have not. Yeah, I don't they're know why you would ask? They're that. way more. Uh, sexual i would say oh yeah like without i would being... not know that <laughs> you're you're doing a podcast about andy sedaris films it's okay you can cop to it have you really never looked through a penthouse <laughs> they can't hear your silence on the podcast you're an adult human Jewel is, hi- is an assassin hired by Santiago to kill the agents who foiled his drug melon operation. I plead the fifth. Uh, Hashtag Dixon, drug melon. Dixon arrives and argues with Santiago about killing agents. 
because he doesn't want them killed because it would cause him problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some guns are drawn during this little encounter, but you know, they they things you know escalate yeah, a little yeah. bit. Cooler yeah. heads prevail. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, too many guns. Uh, when Dixon leaves, he grabs Jules' hand like he's gonna kiss it, but instead he licks it. Ugh. Which lets you know he's a slimy bastard. <laughs> yeah, that's hope so, I hope she washed her hands. <laughs> yeah. Before and after. Yeah, he probably Chris. didn't. <laughs> no. Uh, before he leaves, Santiago warns Dixon that if he ever points a gun at Santiago again, Santiago will, quote, shove the gun up your ass sideways. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, we were. Wa- I was watching The Big Lebowski and when uh, Jesus says, I'll shove that to piece so far up your ass and then I'll pull the trigger until it goes click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, cut to the heroes who are about to head out on their camping trip. <laughs> it's such a goofy like side side thing that they're side doing. Quest. They're camping like, trip. we all got suspended. Let's go camp. Yeah. Let's go camping. And look for some gold. Yeah. I want to I mean, know yeah. gold Sounds pretty is. fun. As one of you is going to do it. Uh, Chris informs Noble of their plans. <laughs> what? My voice just went, ah! <laughs> It does that all the time. Uh, Chris informed Noble of their plans. Unbeknownst to them, but known to us, Santiago and his crew are listening in. So you're laughing at my expense again. Because <laughs> you went, plans, <laughs> on purpose so that you didn't have your voice speak again. Plans. <laughs> the heroes arrive at the park. Uh, Santiago sends his goons in a helicopter to scout ahead. That Which makes perfect sense that you would send them in a helicopter. A very loud helicopter. Yeah. Yes. Gotta get them there quick. Uh, while Santiago and Jewel proceed by truck. Which apparently they just borrowed off somebody local. The, the, the only price was, well, let's make, run through the car wash and bring it back. <laughs> That's hilarious. He just like stops some dudes, like, hey, I like your truck. Can we borrow that real quick? And he's well, like, yeah. Probably just... like a friend of a friend or something. But Oh, yeah. That's fair. And they made note, uh, yeah, we went had detailed for $38. <laughs> $38. He remembers this. This is probably years later. He, he probably, probably saw the receipt. <laughs> Jinx. <It's> stereo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was a tax write-off for sure. Uh, Becky wanders off to find a place to take the Browns to the Super Bowl, but she finds instead human remains. Whoa. Bum, bum, bum. She's like, wow, nothing makes me want to shit more than finding a dead body. <laughs> yeah. uh, next to the remains, they find the narrator's journal. Like you do. Yep. Not destroyed, even though it's been 150 years. Yeah. Well, it was wrapped, at, or wrapped in that uh, wax paper. Protect it. <laughs> Like, That's like you works, have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Santiago and his crew arrive and begin looking for them. Chris informs Noble that they found a map in the journal uh, to Quantrill's gold, or at least, you know, indication to where it is, which informs Santiago about the gold because he has that magic superpower walkie talkie. Yes. Uh, Santiago and Jewel come across a boat because there are four. Their four, uh, four by four isn't cutting it. For some reason. Yeah. Uh, Jewel uses her feminine wiles to distract the park rangers. Like you do. She's wearing nothing but a bikini and knee high boots. Yeah, uh, leopard this print. This girl's figure is very nice. Yep. Very distracting, I'd say. 
That's also distracting. <laughs> Do you really think you should have more beer after that? Yeah, it clears your throat. Uh, she kills one as the other flees into a shed marked fuel storage, so you know that shit's getting blown up. No. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, she grabs a flare gun to blow up the shed, killing the ranger. And to which Santiago says, I had no idea you had such a flare for the dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says that. He does say that. Not like that, but <laughs> no. a little more subtle when he said it. Yeah, a bit more of an accent. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> I'm like, that. I'm like, oh, that, that's my kind of one-liner. That's a one-liner you'd find in our old movie. Mm-hmm. Or Stallone, it's like, yeah, uh, I like that one-liner. Oh, boy. It's really good. Uh, Jewel and Santiago take off on the boat. Cuts of the heroes proceeding to a nearby hunter's cabin. For their camping. Yes. For their camping trip. Camping in the cabin. Yes. Where there's there's nothing. There's like nothing in the cabin. (laughs) Yeah, that is It's like a big empty cabin. (laughs) Yeah. With an outdoor shower. It's like a giant... Well, apparently that Kinda. shower isn't actually like there's a there was actually a shower in there. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, well, but, you can tell that they just put it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just had to have it out there for the plot. It was in the script. Yeah. <laughs> for the plot, <laughs> we had to have that out there for the plot. <laughs> yeah. This is the plot. Here we go. Uh, Santiago's goons spot the heroes' motorbikes outside the cabin and alert Santiago to the location, and he orders them to keep an overnight watch on the cabin, and that he and Jewel will arrive in the morning. Yeah, because they can't come like right that second. Yeah, it's like it's too, it's too, too close far. To dark. It's like it's too far away. Also, they need to have that weird fire scene. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, inside, the heroes review the journal's last entries. Flashback to the narrator and his companion, who soon falls off his horse and dies from his wound. The narrator makes one last entry and wraps the journal in paper before he is shot by a Native American and dies, which he already made his last entry. How do they know how he dies? Yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too, when I, when I was watching that. I was like, I mean, he did write in the journal that he was being tracked by Native Americans, so yeah. they, they probably uh, just make just... the assumption. Yeah. But, yeah, there's no way that we would have known that. Yeah, like, whatever that happens in a movie, it's like, mm. Yeah. Because that, that, that's almost a trope in and of itself. Well, don't think too hard about it. Yeah. It's a Sedaris yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, the goons plot to kill the agents themselves to prove to Santiago that they can, they're capable. They're like, they we do don't the need Jewel Panther. We don't need Fancy. We don't need some bitch coming in. And, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you clearly did so well before. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Santiago. Watching Jewel do a sword routine by the fireside. Oh, no, my so God. Weird. It's nice. It's so but weird. weird. But weird. She's wearing, <laughs> yeah. like, these knee-high leather boots. straps. Yeah, yeah. leather straps that, like, like highlight her boobs. They're, yeah, they're they, they go around her boobs. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, highlighting it. Like, these are where her boobs are. And she's doing, like, like calisthenics or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah. a sword. With yeah. a sword. For some and then reason. all of a sudden, uh, Santiago just pops in there. Yeah, that was so I was like. <laughs> Which apparently, Rodrigo just popped himself in there. He just did that? <laughs> he just did that. Oh, my God. I was like, all right, we'll just keep it in there. It's like, 
Okay. He probably was like sitting on the sidelines, like I gotta get in on this. I gotta get on this. I, I, I can was, make this scene better. <laughs> I was in the shower with those women. I know I could do this one. <laughs> and not only did he get in there, he also took off all of his clothes. <laughs> He's wearing like full fatigue outfit, and then he just gets in there with only his underwear. It's like what? How does that make more sense? It does. <laughs> it's fine. Lord. He got it in this movie. He's, he's getting some of this movie. <laughs> Although not enough to qualify towards the sex count. I no, know. He doesn't no. ever actually get it. It's just implied that, like, you know, it will happen. Mm-hmm, 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 I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. Next morning, Becky steps outside to shower, observed by the goons. Yeah, steps outside to shower. Yes. Because the shower's outside. <laughs> it's the woods. I was going to say, woods. if if you've ever uh, camped, you know that a shower stall like that would be just filled with spiders. Also, there's no oh, door God, yes. on this. And, and she and she puts puts her clothes on the ground to take a uh, shower. Yeah, yeah. You don't. That's that's. You don't do that. Yeah. So we were like, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then the goons watch her for an awful long time. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Not if I'm supposed to be killing her. <laughs> they, but they're like, "All right, now's our chance." And I was like, "Oh, so the last 15 minutes weren't your chance?" Any like, or like while they were sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and also, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead with the rest of the because I'll talk about it when you get there. Uh, one of them steals her four wheeler. Which why? This is yeah, exactly. I was gonna. This is where I was. I didn't know how soon you're gonna get there. But yeah, he steals the four wheeler. Why didn't he just shoot her then? I. I She's naked in the shower, completely exposed. And, and that was the one who was like, uh, you know, the, the other one was kind of hesitant to do it. And that was the one who was like, well, I got a plan. This was your plan? <laughs> <laughs> to steal their, th- their I, four-wheeler? I guess maybe to lead the, the other two, two away. away. But I, he could have just killed her right then. Yeah. What? I What? It, it wasn't a good plan. <laughs> no, it was not. <sighs> and it failed. Four-wheeler, and the noise alerts Chris and Mark inside, like, well, where, where's she going? Uh, and they come outside, and he starts shooting at them, and then they start shooting back, and he takes off. Which the scene where Chris and Mark are shooting at him had to be redone, because the first take, Bruce Pinhall forgot to put in his earplugs. And so when they shot, he was just immediately just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. uh, rookie move, Bruce so Penhall. Like, yeah, Six yeah, movies yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. So that's like his, I guess his ears were ringing for like a week after that. Oh, geez. With a prop gun? Are they They're that pretty loud? loud, yeah. Are yeah. they? So uh, that goon goes off in the woods, followed by Chris and Mark on their motorbikes. Because can't have a movie get... with Bruce Penhall if he's not on a dirt bike or exactly. motorcycle or having sex near it. I know that's what we said. We were like, "Oh, the, see, it's a, uh, it's like Oddworld, uh, Bruce Penhall, so he doesn't have to be near yeah. a motorcycle while he has sex." Well, maybe the garage was like right beneath it. <laughs> right beneath he was just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just, just a floor away. <laughs> it's warm embrace. Yep. I can smell the gas from here. <laughs> I can feel the motor revving. <laughs> uh, okay, we're, we went yeah, way too far with that. Yeah. Uh, chase the that chase sequence. Which I, which I thought was pretty good, like filmed pretty well. That was filmed by Drew Sedaris on his own four wheeler. Oh, okay. He's on a four wheeler, just like, fil- you know, filming it as he's going along. I'm like that's that would take some talent to do. Yeah, I would definitely. Was he on the back of the four wheeler? Because how did he hold the camera and do the four wheeler at the same time? 
That just make like any that. Sense. Just like that. And he's had a hand. Yeah, but then he wouldn't be looking where he's going. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Maybe he was on the back of it. Who That's knows? what I said. He must have been on the back. Making. Yeah. Or if he had on a steady mount. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. Those were expensive back then, though. Who knows? You could rent them. Mm, yeah. That's how most p- people do it. Yeah. I I thought the chase was filmed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, during the chase, that goon uh, hits a neck-high tree branch, and is impaled, and killed <laughs> immediately. It's amazing. And that just so happens to be the tree with the knife stuck in it, indicating the gold is nearby. Oh, dang. It was unlucky for him. Super gold. lucky for them. Yep. Gold. Cut back to the lodge where the other goons start shooting at Becky, and apparently unloads his entire clip in one go without hitting her. Even though like he sees her duck like kind of into the lower part of it. He does not shoot into it. To be fair, I think he was just messing with her. I think he was like trying to scare her first and then he was going to kill her with that second clip. Well, I think yeah, that's what he was fair. doing. That was yeah, his mistake. Hmm? Yeah, it was a mistake. No, of course. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah. But his stop to reload, which gives her time to grab the crossbow <laughs> and shoot him right in the chest, right, th- right through the heart. Yeah. And, and of course, boom. <laughs> Three actually, it was later. way more three, than three seconds, yes. actually. He, like, screams for, like, at least ten before yeah. it blows there's up. A, there's a couple of uh, li- uh, artistic liberties taken with the three-second timer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Could have been defective bolts. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, he uh, explodes. Again, really easy don't to bury a body. Yeah, he disintegrates. He was in smithereens. Yep. He doesn't just explode. There's nothing left of him. <laughs> you do see some clothes on the ground. Yeah, there's a bit like later, scraps. That's of clothes. just clothes, though. Yeah. Not his body parts. <laughs> the clothes survive, not his body. No, no part of his body. Uh, Santiago and Jewel hear the explosion and head in that direction. We cut to Dallas, where Noble arrives at the agency HQ to, to confront Dixon. Which, and you see in Dixon's office. Behind him is that white screen that's been in a whole bunch of movies. Oh, yeah. Their, their so-called lucky screen. Lucky screen? Yeah, that's what they call it in the commentary. Interesting. Okay. Because yeah. it's been like all their movies so far. So, You know what? There was no uh, briefcase with the, the cow print. Yeah, there's no, no cow print briefcase. But in this scene, there was something that is in almost every movie besides the white screen. Uh. Did you notice it? No. Since it's your... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back to that later. Uh, Andy Sedaris. Oh, he's hidden somewhere in there again. Yeah. See, uh, th- is it like a photograph hidden? of him, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get or to a it. coin we'll, with his with his his silhouette? An Andy Sedaris coin, and Andy, we trust. Yeah. <laughs> we should make those. Just reminds me, I so desperately want one of those John Madden Turducken coins. Oh my god, so bad. Yeah, I'm sure they make replicas, baby. I've looked, I haven't made them yet. Anyway, but uh, Chris calls in and reports, and Noble and Dixon take a boat to their location. The heroes dig up the gold, but are set upon by Santiago and Jewel. Set upon. Yep. Santiago forces the heroes to take the gold to their own boat. I do want to know how much this gold is actually even worth. Yeah, they don't even say in the movie or give any indication. Yeah, I looked it up a little bit, and uh, I was like looking up. I 
because the way that you weigh gold is in troy pounds and troy ounces, which is different than regular pounds and ounces. And also the way that they divide it up in bars is like weird depending on where you are. And those aren't full bars. Like a full bar of gold weighs like 27 pounds. So those are not full bars. These are little mini bars. That, but uh, <laughs> my best estimate is that this amount of gold is worth about $250,000. Yeah, but then we, we reassessed that because we said there's they're probably about five pounds a piece, the little ones, because they were pretty small. And then we said there's probably six or seven of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, so that's like a, 35 like pounds yeah. of gold. Over a million dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah, and Bruce Pinnell pretty effortlessly puts that over his shoulder. Yeah. So there are but full bars been... of gold. Yeah, yeah, no way. No. You're They're not, not do, full. You're, you're not doing that. <laughs> but it, he, there was enough struggle where it could have been like 35 pounds. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's just at the beginning of the movie, it doesn't look like that guy has any issue with picking that up and putting it in a hole. Like, not not even like 35 that's pounds just, worth that's of That's just issue. bad acting. <laughs> well, I just think that there was probably less weight in that. We're and then not uh, thinking uh, about it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. possible. Anyways. Uh, which I found funny because it's like, Okay, well, it's like you knew those two goons were coming after you. Why wouldn't you just stay holed up at the lodge and wait for them? Uh, who knows? Good idea. Because you don't know that Santiago knows about the gold. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. yeah. And I find it funny they just put a tarp over the dead guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. what, what was I going to do with him? But. Yeah. but anyway, uh, they arrive back at the clearing, uh, or at a clearing, where Noble and Dixon come along. So now we got like a sort of a Mexican standoff situation. Because mm-hmm. Dixon reveals his true colors. Mm. So we have Santiago and Jewel on one side. Mm-hmm. And you have the agents, four agents on the other. Mm-hmm. And Dixon kind of like in the middle. Like, you know, it's like, oh, Santiago, you were going to share the gold with me, weren't you? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Santiago's like, yeah, yeah, of course I was. But this isn't the time for this. The agents are like, no, you realize he's going to kill you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're trying to like play off Dixon's, you know, kind of divided mm-hmm. loyalty, so to speak. And you know how you really know that Dixon's a sleazebag? The way he holds his gun. He holds <laughs> he holds his gun with the his middle finger on the trigger. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, what? Who shoots a gun like that? Nobody. Somebody wants to break their fingers. Well, yeah. Real bad. You're also supposed to get the sense that he's like kind of a desk jockey. He doesn't really uh, go out in the field. Uh, well, he's never shot a gun before, apparently. <laughs> I guess. You don't shoot it with your middle finger. But you yeah, know, there's, just, there's this whole like wordplay between them. and. and you know stuff. who else isn't in this movie? Richard Cancino and Chuchu Malave. Thank God. Oh, yeah. The... the the two idiots. Yeah, the freaking uh, Laurel, Laurel and Hardy of the yeah. series. Yeah, Laurel, Hard- Laurel and Hardy were funny. That, that's a good point. Good I was point. just thinking about that. I was like, <laughs> one of these, hmm, I guess. They weren't Rodrigo's henchmen this time. Kind of sad about that. Thank God, no, I'm not. Um, but uh, da, 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 da. but yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Jewel and Becky, like they they had started fighting at some point. Yeah, this whole thing. It uh, kind of it like. I don't even know how all that even happened. Like, it just happens. Yeah, it just happens. <laughs> uh, to which Santiago says, I just love a good cat fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but after all this, Jewel, she just shoots Dixon because she's tired of his shit. Yeah, well, we all are. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we were all kind of, like, done with him at that point. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and in the confusion, the agents kind of take cover in the woods and start, there's this gunfight going on. Santiago grabs the gold. Him and Jewel run to the helicopter. Santiago puts down the gold to shoot at the agents. <laughs> which, again, rookie move. <laughs> because he goes to reach for the gold again. He gets shot at, so he has to get in the helicopter real quick and take off without the gold. All that oh, struggle. For nothing. For nothing. But the noble grabs crossbow, shoots a bolt into the chopper, and... Again, this is to your point. Approximately like fifteen seconds. Yeah. Approximately fifteen seconds. He's like later. trying to grab it. He's like, I can't get it. Put oh, the chopper down. Put the chopper down. down. I can't get it. He does it for like at least yeah. thirty seconds. <laughs> Which, how does he know? Because they because uh, Jewel picked it up earlier and was oh, like, yeah, "This yeah, is the yeah. latest That's and right. silent right. assault weapon." Yeah, and technology. then she's like, three second explosion or whatever," uh, and, then she, right. and they're like, "How do you know that?" She's like. Picked him up off a few dead agents lately. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that part. Yep. Duh, Cody. It p- it brings the whole plot together. How could you possibly <laughs> forget it? And it sorry shows her being more of a badass. She kills yeah, agents yeah, for fun. For fun. But anyway, <laughs> she eats, uh, she the eats bolt- turds like them for breakfast. <laughs> you pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I I hit the ball with her Frankenstein's fat foot over there. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that jacket belongs to Mr. Gilmore. (laughs) I I don't know how this always comes up in my life. I'm sorry, we're going to digress just for a minute. But somehow I always find a way to, to use the line... Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? I don't know why. It just always comes up in my life somehow. And I don't know how. I I love that movie. That movie's almost 30 years old. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I did recently see a video of of Adam Sandler being like, it's been 25 years since I did this. And he hit, he, he really could, he really can hit a golf ball like a hockey, like he would with a hockey stick. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He, he practiced it like yeah. a lot. He was like, it's been 25 years since yeah. I did this last, but let's see how it goes. And he, he did it on a video that he took with his cell phone and put it on Twitter. It was yeah. kind of hilarious. He probably, cause he had to do it over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how like good he is that way, but he could definitely whack the shit out of it. Well, that's the kind of point. Yeah. <laughs> Come face the golf ball uh, wacky guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could quote that movie all day. We movie should move on. <laughs> the greatest cameo ever. Oh my God. I knew, that, I knew that it was going to be Bob Barker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's one of the best. I think you've had enough. <laughs> yeah. And Carl Weathers is in that movie. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> it's all in the hips. Uh, okay. We, that's enough about. wrong, Bob. <laughs> I knew it. Like we couldn't couldn't finish the conversation without Cody saying that. Yeah, because I love I love it. I love it so much. Because love Chris is right. Anyway, you know it's not in and this you, movie. And you any of the shit it. that we just talked about. <laughs> he misquoted it. He says the price is wrong, bitch. Oh, that's, well, that's right. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, hey, Bob hey, Barker you, says that's right. That's right. <laughs> what does he say? I think you've had enough. enough. I think you've had enough. <laughs> yeah. Now you've had enough, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Anyways, we're still all this out. Out. <laughs> like, like Frankenstein's monster. Just... I have to cut all this out. We got it. We got it. Okay, okay, let's continue. Right. Yeah. Let's wind it back, y'all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the chopper explodes, killing Santiago and Jewel. No. But the gold is safe. Because it was on the ground. <laughs> yes. And of course, they retrieved the gold. But we have a scene for some reason, because I guess there's a man and a woman good guy in this movie who have not had sex yet. 
Oh, yeah. So we cut to a noble and Mark in a bedroom where they have sex. <laughs> Just for she's, fun. She's yep. teaching him some uh, some agent techniques. Yep. Yeah, Special training. Nice. Training. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the hot tub wrap-up, which sounds like a album, maybe. <laughs> uh, like a name of an album for somebody. Yeah. Hot, yeah. Tub, hot tub wrap-up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, where they discuss, you know, everything. You know, the gold went to a museum. Uh... Noble is replacing Dixon. She's like, I'm going to be stuffing that shirt. Mm. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have to stuff anything. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Even though she does not stuff that shirt, she does not return the next movie. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, that uh, is, uh, that's enemy gold. That is enemy gold. So now Dang. we get to our Sedaris metrics. Or no, what what we call it? Sedaris stats. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we call it now. So, I have, I have the Tit Tracker one quintillion. Uh, Ten minutes and five seconds. Yeah. So we see Susie or uh, Becky Midnight, the gratuitous cl- uh, changing of clothes in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That puts it uh, about average, I'd say. So, there's a lot shorter, a lot longer. So, so Steve, you have the explosion meter. This one did not have very many explosions. Nope. I ain't gonna lie to you. They had some good ones, but yeah, not that yeah. many. So there was only five that I tracked, uh, and the I counted these because they did happen. The Civil War cannons. Going oh, off yeah, at the beginning. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I know. Well, th- this is why this is my tracking. This is why this category is left in your expert. <laughs> yeah. So the Civil War cannons make explosions. <laughs> um, then the truck being exploded by the arrow, and then fuel. I have fuel storage flare gun boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, yeah. When Jewel shoots the flare gun, which as soon as I saw the big giant letters fuel storage, yeah. I was like, come on. Yep. And, and then, and, and really, it's a shed. Yeah, <laughs> so it's out in the middle. Yeah, of, yeah. That's the second. Like, it's either a a hut you know for sure is going to be a grass like, hut. Yeah, going <laughs> to yep. blow up. Yep. Or a shed. Yep. One or the other. <laughs> yep. Um. Number four, I got a crossbody body exp- crossbow. Wow, I got tongue tied there. Crossbow body explosion. That's the goon that gets exploded. Free cremation. Yep. And then the crossbow helicopter boom. So. That's all the explosions in the whole movie. Five. Just, just five. That puts it. That puts it pretty low. Yeah, Savage Beach, and yeah, Savage Beach had uh, and and seven each had four. Stacy had zero. Oh right. And then this had five. So this is pretty low on the list. Yeah. So, Teresa, you have the kill count. Surprisingly enough, this one is actually going to have a uh, uh, the highest kill count in the entire series. Uh, so there's two goons inside the barn uh, when um, Bruce and Mark, or sorry, Chris and Mark, I keep wanting to call him Shane, damn it. <laughs> Chris, Shane, and Becky Midnight are attacking just, the drug the drug melons. You still called one of them Shane. You said well, Chris, a, Mark, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, Chris, Mark. There you okay. go. <laughs> it's hard, man. 
Uh, so when they're attacking the goons with the drug melons, they kill hashtag the, drug melon. <laughs> they kill the two goons. Uh, there's the U.S. Ranger on the dock, um, it, but right before the U.S. Ranger that gets killed in the fuel storage shed, both of them <laughs> get killed. Uh, the Confederate being murdered by the Native American, the Quantrill guy, cur- Colonel, not General. <laughs> uh, the goon killed by the branch on the ATV, the mullet goon by crossbow, uh, Dixon, uh, Jewel and Rodrigo in the helicopter via the exploding um, crossbow bolt, and all of the folks who were killed in the Battle of Pleasant Hill, approximately 1,350 of them. <laughs> so I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> So that is a grand total of two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about one thousand three hundred and sixty. So, <laughs> all right, that's fine. What about the what about the companion guy? Companion guy, the guy who falls off his horse. Oh yeah, I mean we can count him too. Sure. That's all the thirteen sixty one. I I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> well, I mean they show all the dead bodies laying across the battlefield. Just, so I looked it up and, and it, it was yeah. like, and the guy like, who like very like it looks like he has a sword in his back, but he like puts his foot up. He's <laughs> like, oh, that guy's dead. But yeah, I'm still alive, but very very hurt. <laughs> There's about 1,200 casualties on the Confederate side and about 150 on the, on the Union side. You just looked that up while we were doing this, weren't you? No. No, yeah. I did. We actually okay. came up with the idea yeah. last night. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, I was like, you should oh, do everybody man. that died in that battle. So I looked it up, and I did. I didn't count any wounded or captured. I just counted the kills. Well, well, that is number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be pretty hard to, to beat that one. Unless you see like a nuke go off, which oh, I don't geez. think we do. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> really got him. Really surprised him with that one. Yeah, because like, I saw it, the inquisitive look in his face the whole time. I know. He, I he saw, was I like, "How is this that. the most?" I know. I know. I knew he, I knew he was like, gonna try. I, 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 he was I gonna be like, "Uh, I don't think so." Because <laughs> yeah. I got the sheet in front of me. I'm like, so I tried to play I'm it like, real, real cool like, and not like give like it away. There's and nineteen. There's one of had twenty nine. Like. How is this? How is this the most? What like what did I miss? Apparently, the whole Civil War, the whole <laughs> beginning of the Civil War, because uh, you missed the cannons too. You didn't even watch. Did you even watch that part? Did he register? Oh man! That was oh, a good one, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that, hurt, that hurt my head. No, 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 no. <laughs> On that note. I have the uh, coitus count or sex count or intercourse count, however you want to say it. No, coitus count is great. That's alliterative. Uh, Two. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like near sex and nudity. There's a lot of boobs in this one. Like a lot. But not a lot of sex. Yeah, that's like tied for last with a lot of them. Hard ticket wipe, Casa Trigger, Savage Beach, Guns. And this, they only had two. Dang. Okay. The sex scenes aren't super long in this one either. No, no, no. They're no. not drawn out at all. No. So I think the they're, most they're, gratuitous they're straight, one. straight to business. The most gratuitous one was probably the last one when Julie Strain and that the boat captain guy. The, the naughty nautical boy. Yeah. yeah. That was, oh, okay. Hangers away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, we need more of that, but. 
We're the Julie Strain didn't have sex with anybody in this. <laughs> no, which no, is not this yeah. time. She she gets pawed at by <laughs> Rodrigo. Yeah. Yeah. He just threw himself in the seat. He like kisses her stomach. That was yeah. weird. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, you have the uh Sedaris, Sedaris sighting. sighting. Where is it? I only know this because of IMDB. Because it says man he's literally, he's literally on there as man in Dixon's office. I'm like, okay. Because I missed it the first time I watched it. I missed it the second time I watched it. And I'm like, he's was he painted this? he's painted as bricks and he's just standing <laughs> against the wall. No, because there's only one scene in Dixon's office. I went back and looked. Is he in a picture? No. Oh. He is there. Remember like when uh, Noble walks in and the secretary's like, ma'am, ma'am, you can't go in there. There's a guy at her desk. You only see him from behind. Of course. That's Andy. If it's from behind, <laughs> yeah. you, how are you supposed to know? I only know because that's what IMDb said. Oh, my God. It said God. man in Dixon's office. I'm like, okay. I'm looking. I'm, I'm like, okay, well, that's definitely that's definitely Andy. Because wow. you can recognize just kind of his, yeah, his hair. The back of his head. <laughs> yeah, it's funny hair. Yeah. Wow. So that, that, I don't. That's, that's I can't do these like hidden ones. These <laughs> where's Andy Waldo? <laughs> where's Andy? <laughs> God. Well, I think the next one is the last one he's in. In so. okay. So we want to do that, but uh. Teresa. Yeah, yeah, Teresa. And, then, and then his uh, brother was in it. And well, well, I, well I'll which is interesting because it's like, oh, you know, that's not a Sedaris where we typically see. We typically see Andy and his son. Yeah, yeah. or his daughters. And yeah. Then... So. You have another one. Yep. Sedaris players. players. So this one probably has the least in terms of Sedaris players. There's Bruce Penhall, who's playing a new character in this one. Uh, Mark Barrier is actually in several of them, but just as like a bit part for most of them. Um, Rodrigo Abregon, obviously. Julie Strain, who appears in some others. And then there are several that show up in like just a handful more. Um Tom Abbott and Ron Browning, who play the uh, the goons Rip and Slash, uh, they're in several more of them. Um, yeah, yeah, and one of them, like the the mullet guy, the fuzzy mullet guy. Uh, yeah, the Tim, yeah, the Conway Twitty, Conway Twitty here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kim Kim Malin, who's the Cowboys hostess, she will actually show up again as a Cowboy hostess, and she was also in Roadhouse. Um, yeah, she, she was in there before. She was in like one of the, like the one at guns had like the mud fighting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. I remember that. Uh, Don Primrose Jr., who he was the um, the Confederate uh, general guy. Um, he's going to be in the Dallas Connection as well. So lots of people who are in uh, Dallas Connection and this one and or. Um, What's the last one? Day, day of the day of the warrior. And day of the warrior. Beach. Yeah, day of the warrior. Um, let's see. Sherry Nelson, who will return in the Dallas Connection. So, uh, although I don't know how you say this person's name, Tankwell, Tankwell Lisa Collins. Uh, oh, that was um, that was Agent Noble. Yeah. So, although Agent Noble the actress who plays Agent Noble will not return in any further Sedaris movies. She was in a pilot television series that I wanted to share with you both. And I picked this one because I thought that the poster kind of looked like a Sedaris film. 
is a TV series called Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yep. Yeah, we've had it at the store two, multiple times. Two former Navy SEALs work as mercenaries with a high-tech boat. And mm-hmm. she was in that. Uh, and I saw the, the <laughs> oh poster. And I was like, wow, that looks like a Sedaris film. He's credited uh-huh. as Terry Hulk Hogan. Uh-huh, How often yeah. do you see that? Yeah, because yeah. it was after he, like... like he was, was Hulk Hogan, the other one. So, like, it was after his contract with... Oh, so there was so like in like between you didn't know if you the character. Or yeah, yeah okay. it was like in between those uh, times when he's okay. in contract. So like he was trying to be a movie star, so he was trying to use his real name, uh, but everybody okay. knew him as Hulk Hogan. So yeah, it's like not technically owning maybe the rights to the name. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. One of those deals. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out because I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Like how but the-, the Rock is always credited as Dwayne Johnson because he probably doesn't own the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, that, that's it in terms of Sedaris players. There's really not that many. Yeah, they really sheared off a lot of them after the last one. And many of the ones that are in this movie and end up either being just in this one and Dallas Connection or in in these two and only one other. So Well, there aren't that many left. There's only, yeah. there's only three after this one. Mm. Yep. Just kind of sad. Winding down. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I have Playboy Playmates and Penthouse Pets. Only three, uh, which is the uh, aside from Seven and Stacy, is the least of the main series here. Oh wow! Uh, Kim Malin from May nineteen eighty two. He was it was in Cowboys. Uh, then Julie Strain from June nineteen ninety one, and Susie Simpson from January nineteen ninety two. Oh so, wow! So the the actress who played uh, Noble isn't no. Wow, I'm surprised nope. by that. Yep, because she gets naked a lot. Yep. So, uh, so now we continue to our ratings. So, Steve, you have the RC trucks. Susie Simpson. <laughs> Steve, you have RC trucks. I do have Archie's after RC trucks. Okay, so this movie, I like it. Don't get me wrong; it's 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 fun in parts, but it's also pretty slow moving for the most part. I'm gonna give it a two point five. Um, I don't know. There's just Parts of it that I'm just like, meh. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff in it, and the Dixon guy irked me a lot. Um, so two point five for me. You have RC helicopters, Teresa, or RC planes. Um, I will also go two point five. Um, I I really like Julie Strain, and I think that these movies really highlight like the the, the perfect roles for her. But I just I wasn't a big fan of this one. Mm. Um. And I think it's also because we we got such a big portion of beloved characters kind of lopped off right right all at once. So yeah, um, it's good, but it's not. It's definitely not my favorite. I I don't know if I would watch it again anytime soon. Julie Strain is definitely the best part of the movie. Absolutely yeah, agree. So yeah, I don't know. I I feel like even um, Obergon was like he was kind of like kind of phoning it in like he there was parts where he flubbed his lines and stuff and like i was like hmm that's not like him usually he's like really over the top this one he was just kind of like yeah i'm here and i get to you know play around with naked girls or whatever that's fun <laughs> like it's not I like get to play around with naked girls cool <laughs> so beans. i don't know i don't know it just, i don't know something about it well i have rc boats mm-hmm. which there weren't any rc vehicles in this one yeah, I know, not a one. 
Not a one. <laughs> Which and another? They, that's they another... make up for the five they had in the last movie. Well, that's <laughs> that's what we want to see. Yeah, I know. Um, I didn't hate this one. The plot was pretty straightforward. I thought it's like, oh, they mess up the guy's drug operation. They get suspended. They go look for gold. Hashtag, hashtag drug drug melon. Drug melon. <laughs> You know, it wasn't as kind of convoluted as some of them have, especially yeah. like Andy liked to do. Oh, well, we have this object. Let's have a fake version of it. Let's yeah. mix them up, <laughs> which was always like, ah, don't do that. That's confusing. Um, so straightforward. I almost feel like it's almost like a like as this term has definitely come into play in the past five ten years. Soft reboot. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Because soft reboot. <laughs> Because it's like, yeah, we're, or we're just like moving it to a different location. So you could theoretically think, I mean, apart from, you know, you may be like, you know, you have to turn your brain off with like the actors playing different roles throughout the series anyway. Almost like, okay, well, this is the same age, and this is just the story of the agents who are in a different location. Okay. Yeah. You could argue like, oh, these are taking place at the same time. You know, Donna and Nicole and all of them were out in Hawaii doing their stuff. All right. Yeah. That could be your head cannon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't hate it. It was a little light on the, not counting the Civil War stuff, a little light on the kills and the explosions. <laughs> 1350. <laughs> <laughs> um, putting, putting that aside, um, I thought the chase scenes for the woods were pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty well filmed. Yeah. Uh, the explosions we did have were pretty gratuitous, which I like. You know, exploding crossbow bolt, which was yeah. the source of everything. All almost. explosions, I yeah, think. except for except for the Civil War stuff. Well, there was another one. Um, all the flare gun to the field. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that one. Which again, I guess you could you could call it a Sedaris trope at this point. Mm -hmm. Blowing up a shed. Yeah, uh, a hut or a shed. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> hut slash shed. You see a person flee into a small structure, <laughs> you know it is getting blown up. A hastily up. built small structure not attached to any other items. Yes. <laughs> you know it's getting blown up. Yes, that is very it's true. Like, all right, all right, I know. I see fuel storage on that thing. Oh, I know that's getting blown up. <laughs> so I appreciate that stuff, but yeah, it's not like top tier. It's not hard ticket. It's not do or die. It's not. It's not the ones I'm going to rewatch, you know, frequently. I may pop this in every so often, you know, just for same series, but something a little different. And Julie Strain's boobs. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah well, well yeah, and yeah. Susie Simpson, too. I mean, yeah, come she's on. gorgeous. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Uh, mostly because it's like I gave seven and Malibu Express each two and a half, and I feel like this is better than those. So. That's fair. Easier so to understand for sure. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with a three. Okay. So it's a little higher than you two, but yeah, it's still kind of the same feeling. Like, eh, you're almost you feel like you're almost like starting fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And once you once you've known these characters for so long, you kind yeah. of like or like it's kind of jarring. There's an I, obvious lack of Donna Spear in this movie. Yes. <laughs> and I can't. And Edie. Yeah, and, 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 and Nicole. Yeah. yeah, and I can't stop calling Bruce Chris. Or I can't stop stop <laughs> calling Chris Bruce. <laughs> obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and, and you kind of get it because it's like, okay, well, we've also seen all these characters for like 
six or seven movies, mm-hmm. which is a lot. They're like family by now. You know? Yeah. I was going to say, we're on Fast and the Furious 10. We're allowed to have characters for a lot longer. Yeah, but these movies are better. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying is like, keep bringing them back. Where's Nicole? Where's Bruce? Where's Tom? I have only ever seen up to Tokyo Drift, and after that, I don't give a shit. Tokyo Drift is great. I watched on the plane back from Tokyo. <laughs> And I uh, like I got that stupid song stuck in my head, <laughs> the Tokyo Drift song, the theme song uh, that they use. It it doesn't have anything to do with the first two, which made it like miles away better. Uh, yeah, except like the very end cameo. Because the second one yeah. makes no sense, no. and then Tokyo Drift is about somebody who's completely different, not attached to. Yeah, any I think they're trying to do that with those. Which apparently Vin Diesel only did that cameo. He did his only price was he get the rights to the Riddick films. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I he, love the Riddick movies. I do too. Cause well, cause he wanted to make another one. Mm. So he's like, all right, give me the rights to those and I'll be in this movie. <laughs> Dang. Fair. So. I might go back and rewatch Tokyo Drift cause I didn't finish it. Oh plane boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it for enemy gold. Yay! What, what are, what are we watching next time? The Dallas Connection. Ooh. Connected in Dallas. Once again, not going to be in Hawaii at all. Uh, nope. Well, probably. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's going to be in Dallas. <laughs> probably not entirely. Dallas, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if there is a Dallas, Oregon. Probably not. But the, it's probably not going to be just in Texas. It'll probably be in Texas and Louisiana. Because keep in mind, Shreveport is right near the Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana Meetup. Dang. So could be anywhere. There is a Dallas, Oregon. <laughs> oh boy. So that's where it is. <laughs> All right. I just had to make sure I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hard Ticket to Sedaris. Please be sure to check out our other projects at AOP Pod Network on Twitter. Where you can find a list of all of our other projects, such as We Effed Up, a history podcast taking a look at all the times in history where we effed up. And Imperfect Men. A Rexypod reading all of the founding fathers of the United States. You can also check out Attack of the Final Girls, a horror movie podcast through a feminist lens. And The Drunken Pawn. It's a YouTube channel where we play board games and drink craft beer. We'll see you next time on... Hard Ticket to Sedaris. Sedaris.